0: You're listening to The Way Community Church Lakeland Podcast, where our mission is to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, that they might become fully devoted followers of Christ. We hope this message from our weekend service encourages you in your walk with the Lord. And now, here's the message. I believe breakthrough is coming. I believe breakthrough is coming. I believe breakthrough is coming. I, I think that's important. Um, this is not part of the message, so I'm just kind of saying this prophetically. It's important for you to know that uh, we believe in the power of Jesus and the resurrection. And um, some of us in the body of Christ can get stuck in a situation or in a mindset or in a season for far too long. And so I just want you to understand that breakthrough is real. And it's available for you. And the Spirit is here. And Lord, I just I pray over your people even right now. For those that feel stuck, afraid, alone, anxious, in pain, in a relationship, in a financial situation, I thank you that your love transcends all situations. There's no height, there's no depth, there's no width, there's no length. There's no principality or power that can separate us from the reality of your goodness. And I thank you that breakthrough is available in here. Today is the day of salvation. And I pray you would teach us to go after you. In Jesus' name. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, She said... Right, she's uh, all right great she's uh, I got I got over there <laughs> she said that we didn't text in can you guys get out your cell phones real quick <laughs> my wife helps with she's on the attendance team we've got like 12 teams in our church that help make all the things better the worship team the media team the experience team uh, and there's a, a follow-up team in the back right now that are taking your data so if you would text us in 777-3520. Uh, the key word today is new creation. If you would just text new creation, it helps us know you're here. Uh, and then uh, we get praying for those that aren't here. If you're on, watching online, thank you. Love you guys that are, are with us. Uh, just text new creation online today. So then we know who's at home watching with us, loving with us. Super rad. Hey, today I, I have a powerful word for really everyone here today. It's going to be um, pretty cool. This is just a one-off sermon. We're going to start a new series next week that's going to go like eight weeks. And uh, it'll be pretty rad. It's called Jehovah. And um, I wanted to call it something really dumb, but the staff made fun of me. And so um, I have, you ever have like corny ideas? I'm the king of corny ideas. And so, yeah, anyways, cool. Would you all stand to your feet with me, and I'll stop being so weird. John chapter 3. Uh, we're going to start off in here today. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. New creation. There was a man named Nicodemus a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. And after um, dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, We all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Don't ever lose that. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? He explained. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? And Jesus replied, I assure you that no one can enter the kingdom of heaven, uh, kingdom of God, without being born of water and spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, uh, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind and you can't tell where it comes from, so is everyone Uh, So wherever um, uh, tell where it goes, where it is going. So you can't explain how people who are born of the Spirit. There you go. I'll get it back again. I picked my eyes up and then lost it. Father, help. Amen. All right, cool. Y'all have a seat. You must be born again. I don't know if you know this. Uh, There is this religious man who. Uh, knows all of the things of, of the scripture, and he approaches Jesus in the night, and he says, man, it's obvious that God's with you because the power of God's on you. And I, I, I just want to go back to what I was saying earlier. I believe breakthrough is coming. I believe the power of God is real and we can access it and tap into it and touch him because Jesus is not dead. He was resurrected. He, and, and his power is available to us who believe. And, uh, and so if you are stuck in a situation, at the end of service today, we will have people down here as we do every week. And we want to believe that God is going to move in your life by the power of his Holy Spirit because he loves you and he wants to move in your life. Amen. Amen. Be born again. Uh, This guy, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, that uh, you must be born again. And you can't see the kingdom of God if you're not. Now, everyone believes in heaven. The majority, more than 80% of Americans believe that heaven exists. Far less believe that hell is a reality. But we didn't come up with this concept on our own. Jesus taught about it. He taught about heaven, and he taught about hell. And the reality is, if you want to go to heaven and you don't want to go to hell, then you have to know that you must... Not should, not kind of, not you should think about it. You must be born again. has to happen. You must be born of the Spirit. Being born again, he would talk about it. He says you must be born of the Spirit and of water. In two weeks from now, we're going to do a water baptism just outside. And uh, if you've not been water baptized, I strongly recommend that you should be baptized. Peter said repent repent. And be baptized every one of you. Jesus came to John the Baptist and said, you must baptize me. And John the Baptist goes, no, man, you're the man. You should baptize me. And Jesus said, no, this must happen to fulfill the kingdom of God. Before Jesus started his mission for the Father, he was baptized in water. And so we should all be baptized in water. Jesus said you must be born of the Spirit and of water. So what does this look like to be born again? I'm going to die further. And he says, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of spirit of water. You must be born again. And so I remember years ago when I became born again, what had happened is there was this crazy drawing that was happening. It was like I was um, becoming hypnotized by the Lord. Like I just... I just wanted to know more. There was such a a curiosity. It was like, man, God was so interesting. And every day, there was a more and more, uh, like this conversation that was growing inside of me on a daily basis that I wanted to know him more, know him more, know him more, know him more, know him more. And one day, I kind of just came to the end of my rope, and I realized that I just wanted him what the scripture says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone, and a new life has begun. So what happens when we're born again is we get to a point in our life where we, we realize, Man, everything that I've done up to this point is almost worthless, is wrong. I just want to honor you i want to know you more and by knowing you more i'm doing things that you love more and i want to do more that pleases you and less of the things that please me and there's something changing in me see you know every human there's this nature to be selfish we see it in two-year-olds and three-year-olds snatching candy out of another kid's hand and eating it you know have you ever been to like a preschool it's the, they, all these kids are selfish they're all jerks And it's in every human being, actually, to want to be selfish. But when you get to a point in your life where you don't want to do what pleases you, but all you want to do is what pleases the Father, this is where you're becoming becoming born again. You become born again the day you say, God, less of me, more of you. I give you my life. John the Baptist prayed this. He said, no, Jesus, you must increase. I must decrease. I'm trying to figure out how, how you grow more, and the world knows you more, and they know me less. That's why people are like, I can't believe you don't like nights where you don't preach, and, and we just worship. Those are my favorite nights. I don't even like preaching. I, I don't Because I, I wish, honest to God, that we could just worship, and everyone would just know the Lord. The reality is is that some of you don't connect. Some of you don't enter in. Some of you are nervous about other people watching you. And so we need the word of God to rebuke us, to teach us, to equip us. So anyways, he would say that the old is gone and the new life has come. Everyone say new new life. New life. Watch this. Jesus would say it in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24. Then he said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. And if you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, then you'll save it. There comes a point where you realize that in order to know the Lord, you've got to quit you. Like the biggest problem in my life is me. I'm messing up almost everything that I touch you know I, I my relationship with my wife would be great if I wasn't involved in it. you know what I mean <laughs> uh, my relationship with everything like I like there's I, I realize that it's my thoughts, it's my opinion, it's my actions, it's my tone, it's my attitude. it's you know, like I keep messing Lord, I'm so sorry I just want to know you, forgive me. And we get to this point where we just say, God, you can have my life. Let me be a vessel that you live in and what happens is, when we become born again, is we quit being me and we allow the Holy Spirit to live in us. The Apostle Paul said it best in Galatians chapter 2. He said, now I am crucified with Christ and it's not me that lives, but Christ that lives in me. And the life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. Meaning, I pray Tim Broughton dies and I pray the Holy Spirit Takes over, Tim Broughton. And I'm going to live the rest of my life trying to do what I think Jesus would be doing from this point on. I'm going to try to love like you and try to give like you and try to help others like you and, and, just, and just surrender. But we're consumers, and the problem is, is we keep getting in the way. Isn't that right? They we're talking about being a new creation. I want you all to know you all must be born again. You should all be baptized in water. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to continue to pursue you and pursue you and pursue you even right now until you surrender to him your life so that he can live in you. I'm going to take you to uh, Colossians chapter 3 where I'm going to actually start the sermon. And uh, for the next three hours, I'm going to take you through a journey uh, through Colossians. I'm just kidding. Since uh, This is verse 1. I'm going to read the whole chapter here in Colossians chapter 3. And he would say this, continuing the same thought of being born again. He says, since you have been raised to new life, everyone say "new new life, with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven. This is so hard. This is so hard. Where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven and not the things of earth. Some of you right now haven't thought about heaven in like six months. You know, we just sang that song, Surrounded by Your Glory. What will my heart feel? Man, I'd love that song. I always want to. It was just, Will you dance for your Jesus? And one day I'm going to do it. I'm just going to frolic around. Like, like, I don't know. I'm the guy who just wants to stand still, you know. Um, think of heaven but it's so hard cuz we we think of this life and we want more in this life. Right now some of you have 7 items in your Amazon cart. Cuz we want things here, not things there for some reason. And I don't know why, but we want to I want you to remember that it's the things that we do on this earth that determines all of the rewards that's going to happen at the judgment seat of Christ for all of us and the way that we live our life and the sacrifices that we make and the the way that we love and the way that we give and the selfless things that we do. Like we want to set our minds there, but we're consuming rather than contributing. Let me keep going. So think about things of heaven, not things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden in Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. <clears throat> Verse 5 is, uh, is, is gonna, where it's really going to get good here. And uh, so what we know is that he's asking all of us to become new. Say new life. He wants us to put on a new life, right? We're, we're all new creations. But there's a problem that we're going to find in verse 5 that I find really difficult. Maybe it's because, um, I don't know, I think about this more than others, but I think that there, we're going to discover a problem that all of us are struggling with. He says, so put to death sinful earthly things lurking in you. Now, This is interesting because he just got done talking about how you have a new life and how there's new things happening in you, and you're a new creation, and set your minds here, and you're doing really good, but there's this old, yucky stuff lurking right there in you. But we're new, but we're not so new. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking in you. Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, or evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater. Worshiping the things of this world. Now, some people are becoming born again, or some people are just casual believers. And it's important that you read scripture. Because these this is the way the Lord, a holy God, who has invited us into relationship how he thinks. Idolatry is a sin. And we idolize so many things we don't realize sometimes guys can just have filthy mouths talking about women or watching terrible things on the tv and we just we just throw ourselves into terrible situations as if it's normal it's not normal and it's not okay and we knew that it was wrong when we were not born again and we, we, we came closer to the Lord with a holy infatuation wanting to be like Him and we said, God, I want to give you my life. And what happens is sometimes the old or sometimes the new becomes the old. It's like I'm living a new life and I've been living this new life for so long that it just became old and boring. And it's not okay. I want to remind us that we have been called into a holy relationship with the Holy Spirit of Jesus, who's trying to move in our lives, and He is most welcome when we recognize things that are ungodly and remove them from our lives. I want to make repentance cool again, like they used to do in Scripture. Where people would wanted God to move so much in their life that they would put ashes on their head and they'd come to church with a sackcloth on. How weird would it be if you guys came in a potato sack next week, you know? I would know, Julie, you just love the Lord, you know, like hey, great outfit. I got a place for you to worship right over here, you know. Julie's gonna lead us in worship. Deb, that's your new outfit next week when you lead worship. Burlap. why is it that things become common and they become okay? But I want to hate what God hates. And I want to love what he loves. You know, when me and my wife, our relationship is at our best, we love the same things and we enjoy the same things. It's only when we start enjoying opposite things that we're drifting and we don't know it. I've got another hobby. I do this thing, and she does that thing, and we're drifting. We don't know it. And some of us have become so earthly entertained that we've drifted and not realized that a holy God is still infatuated with us. We've just become infatuated with other things. Does this make sense? When the new things become old, there's a problem. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking in you, Have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires. Don't be greedy. For a greedy person is an idolater worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Now that's just good preaching right there. And I want us to get better at not seeing the sins of America, but seeing the sins of Tim Broton, of Kyle, of Ted, of Matt. Like, I want you to get better at seeing the stuff inside of you that's vexing the heart of God. Because when you're aware of it and it grieves you, that's when you have the the best opportunities to draw near to the Lord. One of the things I learned a long time ago that one of the easiest ways to draw near to the Lord is with repentance. Repentance like to just, oh, God, I'm so sorry that I'm such a mess. I'm so sorry that you've got to do I said it again. I got angry. I was short. I was rude. I was coveting. I was comparing myself again to someone else. Lord, I'm so sorry. I realize you, you did a great job with me. I have to convince myself that all the time. It's, uh, it's hard. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. Uh, Verse 7 is really what opened me to this message here to you today. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. He, He let us know that these things are lurking inside of you, but you used to do them, but you don't do them anymore. you remember the things that you knew you used to do that weren't allowed when you became born again, that somehow has become okay culturally accepted by everyone else around you? We don't want to judge anyone, so, you know, we just got good at embracing yuck. Maybe it's your humor, the things you laugh at. Maybe it's the potty mouth or the cuss words you say. Maybe it's the way you look at another person with comparison, with attraction. But if it grieves the Lord, I want it to grieve me. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now the time to get rid of anger, get rid of rage, get rid of malice behavior, slander against other people, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all of its wicked ways. Everyone say all. All. Put on your new nature. That's what he's going to say. And uh, before we move into that thought, I just want to identify that sin does still exist in us. Like we're becoming saints, uh, this process of becoming of redeemed. We've all been justified the day that we decided that Jesus was Lord. But the process of redemption is going to take a lifetime to become holy, to become godly. But please know that's our aim. Not because I want to be like more holy than thou. I I, I want to be like him. I want to be what I know. The only thing on this earth that I know is good is Jesus. All right, check this out. The Apostle Paul who... uh, so godly, right? He said, follow me as I follow Christ. He wrote this in Romans chapter seven, and it's really a confusing thing that's going on, but he has this groaning inside of him. And I think, beloved, that this is something that if, if I can teach us how to hate what's going on inside you, this is why Jesus said, you must give up your own life. You must die to yourself. You must deny you so that he can live. You hang on to your life, you'll lose it. You give up your life, you'll find it. There's stuff going on inside us that we've got to get better at letting go of. You with me? Listen to the Apostle Paul saying some really frustrating things that I want to identify with a prayer that's really going on inside of us, but sometimes we bury and we tone it down and we mute it, but I want to turn the volume up on the yuck that your spirit man is is grieved about. Listen to this. He says, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't do it. I want to do what is good, but I don't do it. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I did it anyway. If I don't do If I do, (laughs) this is the hardest passage in the world for someone who has dyslexia. I have to read it so slow. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin that is living in me that does it. Stop there. C.S. Lewis said, I didn't know that sin was wrong until I tried stopping doing it. Like the moment that you realize that something is wrong and you try to stop it, you're going to realize, oh man, this is really difficult. It's so hard abandoning this filthy habits that we have developed that the Holy Spirit is trying to put his finger on. And in your life, I want you to know that the way the Holy Spirit is trying to work in your life is He's not going to condemn you, but He will condemn actions you're doing. And generally, He'll do it one at a time because He's so kind. He knows there's no way you're going to like be able to stop all of these addictions and all of these habits all at once. He's going to say, I want you to wake up tomorrow and meet with me. This is what I'm calling you to do. It's one thing at a time he's going to ask you. I want you to stop doing this. I want you to stop speaking to your spouse that way. I want you to stop treating them that way. I want you to stop reacting. Has anyone else ever heard this? Oh, but what I want to do is not what I'm doing. What is going on? And there was a time when we were ungodly that we approached God and realized our whole life was out of order. But somewhere along the line, we said a prayer, felt completely justified to continue living the same way. And that can't be. Because he's called us to godliness. He's called us to holiness. He's called us to become righteous. It's easy to look at the world and go, they're so wrong. And it's so easy to bypass the things that are terrible still inside us. I want to do that because I want to draw closer to the Lord. Anyone else want to grow? And the greatest way to grow is through the pruning process. My favorite chapter in all of the Bible, if any of you guys ever, if some people ask me, Pastor Jim, what should I read in the Bible? John 15. You can read John 15 every day for months and find something new in it. And John 15 would explain the process of growth find something that's not good and cut it out of your life. This is what the vine dresser does, it's how you grow plants. You find the dead branch, you cut it, and new life begins growing. We've got terrible habits that are dragging us down. Cut out one or two of those habits and watch as your faith and enthusiasm for life begins growing because you're stepping in the things that God's calling you to do. Cut out the yuck, and it creates new life. Yuck is sin the yuck is disobedience. The yuck is the things of this world, and it makes room for righteousness to sprout up, and your spirit man gets like so pumped, man. So obey the Lord. Anyways, he says uh, in this passage, I love God's law with all my heart, but there's a power within me that's at war with my mind and it makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. And I love that. Because I think there's something in like an attitude in the world that we live in that like celebrates like how great we are. And I love that the apostle Paul's like, I'm terrible, man. I am, I am awful. I love this because he would say that he is righteous. And he would say, Imitate me as I follow Christ. And he would say some powerful things. But there is a reality that there is Uh, no one else is around when you're disobeying the Lord. You know what I mean? And if, if we offend him, that should offend us. And that's what the cry of his heart that's coming out right now. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. So now... Romans chapter 8, verse 1, there is no condemnation to those who belong in Christ because you belong to Him. And the power of the life-giving Spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. And so I want you to know that, like Bella was singing earlier, breakthrough is coming. There is breakthrough. 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 breakthrough. This wasn't part of my sermon, but I think I'm going to get a stool. This is where I'm going to sit down. I think um i have found more times in my not it, it, more times in my life i've found breakthrough for exposing myself and the yuck that i'm struggling with as soon as i confess it all everything that was growing in the darkness is exposed and there's light and there's truth and there's beauty find fellowship tell someone that's godly hey will you pray for me I, I'm not doing well. You know, I, I've not prayed in over a week. I've not read my Bible in three weeks. I've not done this. And I know that God's telling me that I need to do this, and I keep doing this. I keep Watching more of this, and I and he's asking me to do this, and I'm and I and the moment that you begin confessing that I'm disobeying the Lord and I'm doing, I keep screaming at my kids. I keep getting angry. I don't know where the rage is coming from. I'm struggling with depression, and I wanted to stop. My, as soon as you begin confessing it, right there, it, the enemy has no power over you anymore. You're not alone. None of us are alone. We're in a room full of people that are struggling that want to do what is right and keep doing what is wrong, and we're hiding it from each other, and we don't know why. And there's no freedom in that. You want to know where revival happens the most? In people that learn the power of crying out, repenting, needing God. I want to be in a spirit-filled, Pentecostal church that's going after the Lord. Please know, next week when we have church, the altars are open. You want to see a move of God in our church? Get good at coming down, crying out to God. Need him far more than we need a sermon or a cool service or anything. When you start, like the woman with the issue of blood, when you start pushing through the crowds because you got to get to Jesus, God's going to move in you. We all may miss the boat, but you won't. All right, that wasn't part of the sermon. i got to get back to it here. I just, um, I know that for many of us, we became born again, and then we allowed the new to become old because we stopped putting on the new. It's a daily habit of denying ourselves and picking up the cross daily. Everyone say daily. All right. I'm going to try to land this plane in the next 25 minutes. Just kidding. But seriously, um, I'm going to go to um, put on the new nature. Put on the new nature, put on the new nature, put on the new nature. Ch- this is uh, verse 10. This is, I'm still in Colossians chapter 3. Remember, he just said it to, to stop rage, to stop slander, to stop dirty language. This used to be part of our life. But he said, now I want you to put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. I love this passage because what I get a sense of is the reality of Paul is talking to someone that became new, struggled with old, and became new again. And he did, we become new by, by, by learning our creator. He says, as you, as you know your creator, I, I want to know him. I want to be a part of a people that have not, like you don't know the Lord, you're still learning him super important for me in my marriage, for me to continue to get to a point where I'm asking questions, trying to understand my wife. <laughs> it's going it's to take, take a while, you know what I mean? But I want to know her, and I, but somehow we've reached a point as these religious people that we, we've possessed knowledge. Y'all need to know your pastor ain't, ain't there yet, let me just tell you right now. I'm still trying to know him, but there's a hunger in wanting to know him. There's a complacency in, oh, I know, I know that sermon. I know, I'm so glad you know that sermon. Put on the new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you're a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised. Have you been a Christian for 48 years or just one? Barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free? Christ? It's all that matters. And He lives in us. He lives in all of us. And since God chose you to be His holy people that He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender hearted kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Let me just stop there in verse 12. You must clothe yourselves. Now, as I was getting this image of us becoming a new creation, I got this idea that, like, I remember moments in my life. Maybe you guys weren't there. Maybe it's just me. I'm pretty confident you've done this too. But we come to a place where we're like, God, all I want is you, and, I'm, and I'm, here's my life. You can have it all. All I want to do is live for you. You're great. You're awesome. You're the hope for my marriage, hope for my kid. everything. I'm, we're going to go take it to the Lord. And we leave this place where we're like, yeah, we're going to go reach the world. We're going to do great things for Jesus. And it's like we put on the armor of God. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm ready. I got my sword, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, belt of truth, feet showed to the preparation of the gospel of peace. I got my shield of faith. I got my sword of the spirit. I'm ready to go. And we get home. We get to our recliner. We put that shield right there, that sword, and that helmet, and that breastplate. And the phone rings. We go to sleep, and we got to go to work the next day, and we just go. And we didn't clothe ourselves in anything. We forgot to talk to God at all. We throw out a prayer on the way into a situation hoping that something is good. The reality is you, you, you can't. Let me make sure you understand this. You can't. Hayden can't. Matt can't. You can't. I can't. We can't be godly. He is God. He is God for us. His spirit in us makes us godly. We don't arrive there on our own. So the reality is saying is I want you to clothe yourself in tenderheartedness. You've got to meet with him. Friends, this new creation that he's made us, it comes from encountering him. And he says this, so I, I, I want you to, to, to put on your new nature. I want you to clothe yourselves. I want you to make allowance for others' faults and forgive anyone who offends you. These are great ways to maintain being a new creation. I don't want you to bring the hurts of yesterday into today. That was what the old man did. We recognized all the people that done us wrong and we, we remind ourselves of why we can't trust that person and why they're wrong and all the things that they did. Listen, Christ doesn't remind you of all the things that you did. And so we're not going to remind others or ourselves of all of the things that other people have done. We forgive because the same spirit that forgave us is now living in us and using us as an ambassador of his love. And so he says, I, "I want you to make allowance for each other's faults." Whew! I love that, Will Doyle. I, I need you to. Uh, I need. I need to have some, some equity. I need you to know I'm going to drop the ball in our friendship tomorrow, and the next day, and the next day. I'm going to need an allow, I need a. I need a payment in a, in advance of all the things I'm going to do wrong. That's cool, babe, Teresa. I, I need an allowance of some forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like, give me a long leash of things I'm going to do wrong. But what we do in marriage. Is it's a short lease? It's a memory of all the things you said, and you keep saying it, and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it, and you keep doing it. Christ knows that you keep telling him you're going to pray tomorrow. And you keep, you keep telling him you're going to be generous, and you're going to go preach the gospel to the world, and you're going to go. Does it make sense? And you know he ain't done it yet. He's giving you an allowance of redemption. All right, I have to keep. I'm almost done here. Above all, clothe yourselves. With love, which binds together us all together in perfect harmony. That's so important, man. Let peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts and members of one body who called you to live in peace. Always be thankful. Let the message about Christ and all its riches fill your lives. Teach and counsel others with all wisdom that he gives. Sing songs, man, sing songs. Spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And I'm convinced, man, that it's hard to be angry. It's hard to be upset when you're worshiping Jesus. Because it, you just take off all the yuck and you put on. So when you're going to work tomorrow, begin singing. Sing at work. Sing in the worst and most uncomfortable situations in your life. Learn to praise the Lord, even if you sound like Shaza. I mean, just, you just go with it. You just, just get it right out there. Y'all, Anyone ever heard her say, it's terrible. The worst singers I've ever heard in my life. Just, just get it out there. i was just being honest. You know what I mean? Gotta, I'm, a, I'm a preacher. I gotta preach the truth, Chaz. All right. I just, um, here's what I, my hope is this, guys. I want us all to be born again, but I don't want the old man that we killed. To live in our present, and I think for a lot of us, unintentionally, we've allowed a lot of our old nature to live in our new creation, and that's not acceptable because if it offended God then, it still offends him now, and he's calling us into a relationship with the Holy Spirit, and that holy God doesn't like filth. And so we're going to abandon all those things because he's called us to live with divine purpose. Y'all bow your heads and close your eyes. Um, There's some friends of ours here that are struggling with sin right now. Could be sexual, could be selfish, could be carnal, could be rage, anger. I don't know. It could just be disobedience. You could have promised God some things that he's been trying to get you to do and you're not doing. And I want to recognize it for what it is, it's wrong. And God, I'm sorry. And I need your spirit to move in my life. And every head bowed in this room, and every eye closed, if you're here and you say, Pastor Tim, I repent. I want the Holy Spirit to move in my life right now. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I love you guys. I love a church that's honest with where they are. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit i don't know how to be who you want me to be i give up i do want to love like you i do want to give like you i want to help like you but i get in the way and i pray you forgive me you give me the the mind of christ that i would think like you and have pure thoughts like you and i would have pure intentions for other people like you I pray that you would teach me how to how to train my tongue to speak like you, to, to speak life like you and not ugly words of condemnation towards people or family or friends. Lord, I give you my life. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would live in me. I'm crucified with Christ. That you live in me and the life that I live now, I live by faith in the Son of God. Jesus, I'm asking that I would be born again. Again. And again. And as many times as it takes until your resurrection power is moving in my life. Forgive me for complacency. Have your way. I believe breakthrough is coming. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, it's good it's good all right a couple of things you need to know next steps is tonight if you want to uh, hear more about who we are as a church or you've been here for eight years and you've not been involved we want you to be involved if you've gone through next steps and you want to do it again we want you to do it again many times it takes until we figure out how to do this thing called ministry together uh, my wife is going to lead it she's way better than me she you probably want to come because she's great um, she's doing it tonight, right here at six thirty, um, and um, <clears throat> yeah. Then we have cornhole coming up next week. Uh, the Memorial Day is our church potluck. It's real spiritual. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> listen, I, I, yep, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a commercial here, right here. Walter Lawler, who was a pastor of mine, used to tell me that one of the most spiritual things I can do with my wife is have ice cream. Yes. Right. He said, just, just go on a date and just go have ice cream. It's important. I believe that one of the most important things that we can do with people is eat watermelon and have a burger and laugh. It's important for church people, godly people, to interact with each other. And uh, we do this every year. Last year, there was like 250 people out there at Memorial, Lake Parker, on um, uh, Memorial Day. And we're going to do it again. And this time, me and Micah are going to beat all of you guys in Cornhole. It's just one of the things we're going to do. We're going to shoot water balloons and, and play kickball and ultimate frisbee and, and eat burgers and everything. But you need to come out to, to Memorial Day. It'll be fun. And then the last thing is there was one more thing. I forgot what it was. Deeper is this Wednesday night. Deb is leading us in worship, and I won't be preaching. be the best thing ever. So good. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for our church. I thank you that you're moving I thank you for all the things that's happening in Kids Church, that our kids are safe even when Pastor Melissa's out of state. And so uh, it's a beautiful thing. uh, No one died today. It's good. Jesus, we thank you. We love you. We ask you to have your way in our church. and, And all God's people said, I love you guys. Hey, there's gonna be some folks down here that wanna pray with you if you need breakthrough in any area of your life. Thank you for joining us at The Way today. Our prayer is that through a relationship with Jesus, you would know God. Find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. If you'd like to find out more about our church, please visit us online at thewaylakeland.com or by visiting our Facebook page at The Way Lakeland or Instagram page at The Way Church Lakeland.